Welcome back to a brand new episode of Nine in the Heel Games Podcast. This is episode 11. I'm your host, Nine, and your co-host, Gino, a.k.a. The Heel. What's up, guys? So we got a big episode today. Um, finally, we got some big news. We've been talking a lot about PlayStation 5 and what the possible outcome could be of the hardware. And finally, we got a reveal. Now, there has been uh, two ways that people are going about this reveal. A uh, majority, I would say, uh, in a negative way. But there is a silver lining to it as well. But I also want to go into what Xbox had revealed as well. Um, we have a couple other things at the end, but those are more minute type of topics. So we're going to cover the big ones first, and then we'll get into that afterwards. So let's start with the PlayStation 5 reveal. Um, why don't you give me your general thoughts over it, and then we'll, go, we'll break it down more and go into detail about the specs. What do you think, Gino? After watching it, I agreed with a lot of people commenting. With school being out, I felt like I was supposed to get a pop quiz at the end of it. You know what I mean? It was so boring and so dull. But just before we really get into the details, I just want to say that, and I think you would agree with me on this, the one, the first mistake they made was doing this first, right? And I know we're going to dive into the details because people were, you know, there hasn't been anything really to talk about besides the logo reveal, which was literally you know, adding a five. So people were, were starving for something. So this was not meant for the average consumer. Like the presentation was not meant for the average yeah. consumer. So obviously with nothing, and then they're like, oh, we have a presentation. Everyone jumped on it and it wasn't a great presentation. And it really, I don't really think it was meant to be right. Yeah. But it was just, it, honestly, their first step in my opinion was was the order they should have maybe done a reveal at the top of like of maybe just even a controller or something and then gone into this kind of details or like you know like i remember um xbox one x did this the year before they revealed it where they like would show like the corners and this like yeah. you know just like light glimmering off of it they should have done something like that i think first but yeah and, and you know i'm with you man i think this whole yeah. thing was a huge miss it was a huge misstep terrible messaging terrible on a marketing side of things it was a huge miss and i know people the first argument you're gonna hear is oh but it was meant for gdc this was meant for people who are developing games this is why it was so technical whatever whatever mm -hmm. listen listen i know that anybody who knows anything about gdc would know this and in fact mark cerny actually says it in the beginning of his, of the of the video but that doesn't mean that's how people are going to take it. The point is this was marketed on social media to the fans as, hey, come check out Road to PS5. This was made a public event. People, you have to understand when you make it a public event, they don't care what they may have said in the beginning. Oh, this is super technical. This We're not going to be showing games now. We're going to be showing. No, nobody cares. You guys made this a huge deal. 11 million plus views on YouTube within 24 hours. Number one trending. Guys, what did you expect? And the other issue with it is, Gino, we didn't, like you said, all we got was a logo reveal. There was so much anticipation building and building and building, and it didn't help that their competition was just out here saying, hey, this is what it looks like. This is a game that's going to be on it. This is two uh, huge YouTubers, Digital Foundry and uh, Austin Evans. They're opening this up. They're looking at the insides. They're showing you fast loading times. Guys, it just, it was a huge misstep on Sony's part. And at the end of the day, they're feeling it right now. And it's because they made a mistake. And no matter how you look at it, they made a mistake. Because as Gino was saying, I'm telling you, Gino, and I, I'm sure you agree with me. Had they just shown up their, their PlayStation, PlayStation 5, 
shown a controller, shown a couple examples of fast loading and what this SSD does, bro, they would have sold it. Nobody would have given a shit about this whole, the specs are worse than the Xbox Series X. One of the, one of the things is, you know, obviously many people don't know this about me is that we, I worked in marketing and the one thing we always learned was, uh, you know, first impressions are always super important as everybody knows, but you can, you know, having that shiny logo, having that presentation, you know, sometimes, you know, you can, you don't necessarily, you know, you can kind of hide the minute details doing that. Right. And, and the, what Xbox did that was so good is they showed the console right away. They showed you the shiny console right, right off the bat. They got people excited, right? They then, they, if you watch, they still haven't revealed a price, right? And look how excited people are, right? For all we know, the console could be super expensive. Yeah. But we don't know that, right? Well, they obviously have great specs and, you know, we all kind of can guess what we think the price is going to be. But the reality is nobody knows. And the reality is people who are excited for it at this point in time do not care because they did it right. They they got the, the mass audience excited and then revealed the specs. By now going opposite, there was no way that – and having a presentation like that, there was no way that PlayStation – was going to get people excited because the presentation wasn't even exciting. No, that was rough, man. It was it was a bad presentation. Yeah. It may okay, like when I say it was a bad on a consumer level, it was really bad. For developers, they may have been like, "Yo, this is amazing." They may have been super engaged, which actually reading the reports now, developers are very excited about it. But we're not developers. The people who play on the PlayStation are not all developers. The majority aren't. And I just think overall, and I think we, we kind of agree on this, is that yeah. it was a huge misstep, big mistake on Sony's part. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, they should have sent this out just to developers, or they should have had a little trailer, a two-minute trailer showing the PS5 and whatever, and I promise you, nobody would have been upset about yeah. this. Yeah, and, and just piggybacking off of that, they could have still had this, right? Because obviously this is planned, but like you're saying, man, you add, add something at the end and add like a little teaser right like teaser just to get the conversation swayed in that direction in, in a positive direction with in that respect right because by you know having a bit of a teaser you get that conversation going yeah. right the, the the conversation going in a fun way yeah. now you've already delivered out kind of the, the the boring details the important details but you know not the ones that are like the way you're presenting it's not it's not meant for consumers right and i yeah. think that's a fair statement to say but now you have something for them too because you've marketed this as for everyone yeah right you can't say they didn't they social. did so you need to now make up for that in some way in my opinion mm -hmm. because you're aware all these people are going to tune in because you haven't revealed anything prior to that exactly and i i said from the beginning man and i I think you and I talked about this as well on the podcast is that the longer they're waiting to sh talk about anything, yeah. to show anything, they're just building this anticipation and the expectation, and it's only going to hurt them in the long run. And that's exactly what happened here. Yeah. You know, it's not well, the you. execution. Yeah. But now that we've talked about the reveal, let's go into some of the things that they, they showed us, right? <laughs> they spent yeah, like a good 20 it. minutes up talking just about the SSD, which is impressive. Now, originally when i they were talking about i was like man this is kind of just him trying to stay away from the topic of teraflops and the gpu and the cpu to kind of like talk more so about the highlights of the ps5 rather than talk about the things that they know the competition is doing better but reading into it more the ssd is actually super impressive like 
Developers mm-hmm. are very excited about it, and apparently this is going to mean a lot more for gaming in the long run. Now, here are the specs on that, okay? So we know that they're doing an 825 gigabyte SSD. Very odd number to begin with. Yes. Uh, one terabyte on the Xbox side of things. Now, the speeds are so different. So here are the I.O. stats for the PlayStation SSD. 5.5 gigabits, uh, gigabytes per second raw and 8 to 9 gigabytes per second compressed. And on the Xbox side of things, 2.4 gigabytes per second raw and 4.8 gigabytes per second compressed. So these are like double the numbers, man. And in some mm-hmm. cases, more than double. So it does make a difference, right? Like obviously this is, we're talking twice the speed, right? It, yes. It changes things, obviously. Now, I think while this went over everybody's heads, including mine, obviously i'm not a developer i don't know the inner workings of this stuff i think that um when it comes to specs of a console especially or any type of hardware right people like to put those charts side by side right and in a case like this where the only side by side example where playstation shines is in the ssd uh, side of things it's hard for anybody to grasp it as more than it just reads stuff or loading will be faster because that's basically how people are grasping this. And mm-hmm. my understanding is it goes beyond that. So I think, I mean, overall, it's great that it's twice the speed, but I think people like, and as I say, like the consumers, the, the you know, average consumers don't really know the, the details about this and what this truly means. So I think it's, I don't know what I want to, what, what I want to call it. I'm not going to call it a loss, but that's the one highlight of the PS5 is that they have an SSD that is twice the speed of the Xbox Series X. What do you make of this solid state drive? <laughs> I don't even know. Like it's, it's hard to talk yeah, about it, right? I mean, I mean, you know, the thing is, is like, like it's great, right? But man, I, I, I just games are going to run on both so and the bigger thing is is the capacity right like to me that's the number one thing that stood out to me obviously speeds are great just think 825 gigs man that's a really strange thing to me that was above all of this like I, i i could actually like to tell you the truth i could look beyond all of that stuff right what what the strangest thing to me was was the storage space 825 is a very random number. Like, and you know, you know, you and I were discussing it, and it's small, especially considering games now are are in the hundreds right now. So, what are they going to be in the midpoint range of these consoles? We're looking at two two fifty, right? I don't think that's unreasonable to think to believe. No, and I think one terabyte's not enough either, anyway. Yeah, and I don't think so either. And I think eventually, like as you know, those are going to, it's going to end up doubling to two terabytes, two to, you know, and more. So that is, that is really odd to me. Like, I think you're going to end up having to get external hard drives very shortly after, yeah. after getting the consoles and or you're going to have to wait and hope that they're going to release another version. And the thing we know is that they're saying, Hey, there will be down the road hard drives that support the PlayStation. You can buy them, but they're going to have an approved list. But this is almost mm-hmm. guaranteeing us that we're going to have to expand the storage. 825 Absolutely. gigs goes nowhere for somebody who who's playing four or five games at a time. The other thing is, too, even on Microsoft's side of thing, which is great. Like, they have one terabyte and they have those little memory cards, which are great as well. But then the proprietary side of things is not so good. I think just overall with this whole SSD thing, it's amazing what they can do. 
but this storage lack of storage space is going to be a problem and there's no question about it and i i couldn't agree with you any more than that i just of all things this was the last thing that i really thought i thought they would have this sorted out i think they i would have thought they would have realized that hey one terabyte one terabyte now is barely enough yeah yeah right so to make that the maximum you know for the next generation of consoles right is very odd especially because considering someone might buy the xbox series x or the ps5 day one it might that might be their only one they might not be wanting to reiterate or get anything else so you're telling me they're going to use that for seven to eight years i find that a really odd choice and you know what the other issue is remember how we were talking about before how oh the naming uh side of things is confusing for consumers on the mm. xbox side of things people going in can you imagine somebody trying to figure out what hard drive works with their console oh it's gonna be a nightmare like not it's for gonna... me and you for somebody no. who's sending their parents to go find one for them yeah no no it's it's absolutely gonna be a nightmare i think the only way they're they're gonna have to combat that is is by having the proprietary but like plastering it with colored branding and stickers all over it and having them be in the same areas and in the same cabinets and being like this is compatible like you know very bold and very yeah. noticeable because you know typically now with external like external hard drives they're not in the same section as the games so that is one thing that's going to end up having to change for yeah. sure the xbox side of things at least it's proprietary which oh, is not yeah, necessarily yeah. a good thing, but what I'm saying is like, yeah. if Jimmy's mom goes to go buy him a, a memory card, it says Xbox and it says probably memory card or something on it, right? It's very clear yeah. that this is what she needs, she or he, whatever needs to buy for their kid. Sure. It's There's a lot of issues here, you know, and it surprises me because the PlayStation 4 was marketed so well, man. It was the perfect launch. And just seeing how hard they fumbled here, Man, I don't even know what to make of it, but that covers the SSD. Now, obviously, Gino and I, like I said, we we don't know the complete inner workings of an SSD and what it does for game development. This that you're not going to get that here. We're just giving our opinions on it on a consumer level, right? If you want the gritty details, there are a lot of channels out there. A Digital Foundry is one of the best ones, which I personally watch, and you can get more details there. So if that's what you're looking for, that's the best place to go next. Mm -hmm. um let's talk about the cpu and gpu now these were kind of the this is the big thing here right where most people who are on on the consumer level side of things were looking at this right so they're the same type of cpus right one's clocked in at uh the playstation one is clocked in at 3.5 gigahertz variable so that means this may be obvious is that it varies it, it doesn't always run at 3.5 yeah um and the the xbox is running at 3.8 so and that's not variable that's locked and i think at lowest uh i forgot what exactly the details that are it's, it's at 3.6 but that's locked as well so you're not going to get this jumping up and down and that's the cpu so we know for a fact that the xbox series x cpu is superior to the cpu of the playstation 5. is that a terrible thing probably not they're both very powerful but I do yeah. think there is parity between the two. There's no two ways around it. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. Now, the GPU side of things, PlayStation 10.8 teraflops, and that is at 2.23 gigahertz, variable frequency once again, and Xbox 12.1 12, teraflops uh, at 1.825 gigahertz, and that is locked. That is not variable. So again, we're seeing Sony go with the variable, and then Xbox is like, nope, this is what it is. And uh, 
and actually they were very adamant about making sure that the people talking about their consoles said that, hey, this is locked, this is not variable. And I think that's because they may have known that Sony is, is going with a variable. Um, overall, my point in all of this is that it's clear the Xbox Series X is more powerful than the PS5. There's no two ways about it. Side by side comparison, that is a difference. An SSD being faster is not gonna be making the difference in power, raw power at the end mm -hmm. of the day. So while I have rambled on about this a lot, I wanna kind of close that topic off in saying that, and then Gino can obviously give his two cents on the matter, is that yes, it is more powerful. PlayStation is going with the, with less power, but I think that's gonna impact the price. I think that's also yes. gonna impact performance. Obviously the Xbox is just gonna be more powerful, so it's gonna be able to do more. But I think ultimately it's not a huge loss at all. I think there's a lot that can still be done with 10.28 teraflops. What do you make of all this? I, I think you nailed it pretty good, especially on, on the pricing side. I think that's, yeah, they're they're okay with giving up a little bit of power, especially right at the start, but with a, you know, with a lesser pricing, you know, especially considering that, especially when the consoles come out, they're going to be at their most expensive. I think they, they do look at that as a variable in this situation, obviously, there's a sacrifice, right? You're going to pay less money, but you're going to get, you know, a slightly lesser product. And I think that's, it is what it is, right? I think a big factor of this will be if the rumored more budget Xbox comes out and if those, that, that Xbox, we'll call it Series S is going to match the PS5's power, right? Because we don't know if that doesn't happen. Now that conversation switches a little bit, right? Yeah. So, but in the time being, it's just very obvious that they they capped it off there, you know, because they knew that down the line that, yeah, we're going to be able to save a little bit. You're, yeah, you might not get the best fidelity in the, between the two consoles, but you're going to be able to save a little bit of money. And especially at the beginning when people are all jumping on, this could be a strategy for them to want to, you know, catch people with, you know, Parents are going to buy their kids a console like, uh, at Christmas or whatever, and they look and they obviously look at the cheapest ones. Most of the games are probably going to end up being the same. I'm talking about third-party games in this situation, and then that might get them to get you know the PlayStation. Right? Is it the better of the two consoles in this situation? No, right? But pricing-wise, it is a strategy. Yeah, and price matters. Price absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. Nobody's not, I don't want to say nobody. A lot of people aren't willing to go buy their child a $700 console. Do you know what I mean? That's just, mm -hmm. and, and it does matter. Like for me as a consumer as well, because I'm talking from that standpoint is that if there was a choice between the Xbox Series X and the, and the PlayStation 5 and the difference was $100, I can't, I got to be honest that I would consider going with the PlayStation 5 because not only of the game catalog, but of the price difference. Saving a hundred bucks at launch and not having to to get that or not getting that extra power, I wouldn't consider that a big loss. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people might look at it that way as well, especially the loyal uh, PlayStation fans, right? Yes. So I think... No, no, absolutely. Yeah, so specs, I mean, as I said, it's clear. There's no two ways about it. The Xbox Series X is more powerful than the PlayStation 5. Is it the end of the world? No. Is the PlayStation 5... Does the PlayStation 5 have... have bad specs i wouldn't say that that it does i would say that it actually is pretty impressive you know mm -hmm. so yeah i think what it comes down to is a lot of a lot of times people want the most powerful thing right 
and it always gets compared to the most powerful thing. Yes, what? especially at the beginning of console launches. And we've spoken about this. Oh. It dominates the conversation every time. It's dominating the conversation right now. Very clear. And you know when it's going to start dominating even more is if, right? Obviously, these are on paper. But once we see mm -hmm. tangible evidence that, oh yes. my goodness, games are running at 4K60 on the Xbox and they're running at 4K30 on the PlayStation, guess what? This is going to be a big, we're going to see videos on IGN, on YouTube, yes. side by just, side comparisons. I was just literally just going to say that. Those are when you really see it. And those videos are really, you know, people watch, you know, as much as people say, people really watch those videos. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it, right? Yep. It is especially at the beginning. And you'll notice they don't do as many of those videos. You know, they still do them every now and again, but not as many. I think that's a fair statement. I agree. As they do when the consoles first launch, because that is such a big point of conversation. And and that's what I mean. Is is yeah. you said this before in the best way is that power is always a big topic of discussion and we are going to see video after video of every game coming out showing the difference if there's something to show yeah. they're gonna talk about it and in this yes. case the roles are gonna be reversed if the on on paper results match the tangible results and mm -hmm. if that's the case guys strap yourselves in we're gonna be hearing about it for the whole first year at least and um i mean obviously it is what it is, right? This is history repeating itself, right? I don't think... Yeah. I'm not surprised, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I'm not... This is really history repeating itself. Um, and that's kind of just where, where the GPU and CPU is at. I think, mm -hmm. overall, I'm happy with the specs of it. What do you... Are you happy with the Geno? I think it's all right. I think it's fine, as long as they play the games. I've kind of gotten to this point where, you know, of... of uh, I'm okay with sacrificing a little, you know... Uh, uh, and, and we'll get to this a little bit later... Um, I'm, I'm okay with sacrificing a touch, a bit of power, um, for cheaper price, because if they do, and most likely eventually bring out like a pro series, I will probably most likely as the PS4 case, jump on that as well. Yeah. And then just do, you know, a trade in or something like that. Um, but yeah, there's not really much else to say. No. Like it's, it's all right. I, I want to play the next generation of games. Most yeah. likely for the most part, they're going to play the same games. So I want new experiences, right? I can overlook that a little. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm with you. Now that now that you mentioned, you know, we're talking about trading in consoles. Like, mm -hmm. for example, you know, Gino and I, we tr we trade our Wii U's in for a Switch, right? With EB had this, uh, or GameStop had this promotion. Now, I'm going to take this into a, in the direction of backwards compatibility. And PS5 is backwards compatibility. Guys, this, and an update came out today. Like, we're recording this on uh, Friday. Um, and an update came out today about that. And I think it's, it's due to Sony feeling some heat. Now, before we get into that, I want to talk about how basically Mark Cerny came out and talked about how they have tested the top hundred PlayStation four games in, in terms of playtime, uh, and making them ready for the PS five because the SSD on the PS five is just so fast that they have to go in and tweak some things because they're just not functioning properly. Now, it's crazy to me it's crazy to me we all heard about sony talking about how this is going to be a seamless transition from playstation 4 to playstation 5 and how the playstation 5 is backwards compatible my original thought from hearing that is that the ps5 is going to be fully com backwards compatible for the ps4 so anything you own on a 4 you're playing on the 5 day one no problems this is not the case guys this is not the case and this is confirmed this is there is no question about this this is confirmed 
that most, they said most, if you go look back at, at what Mark Cerny said, he said most of the 100 PS4 games that they are testing will be playable on day one with the PlayStation 5. And there is more than 4,000 games on the PS4. This is a problem. This is not okay. I don't think that this is, you, you don't get a pass on this. I feel like out of everything at this reveal, specs I'm fine with, SSD, that's great. The one thing I'm not okay with is the lack of backwards compatibility with the PS4, especially when their competition is doing it so well. What do you make of this? Like, what do you think of this whole backwards compatibility situation? I, so the first thing that I thought of um, was that, oh, they're uh, absolutely going to push PlayStation now, day one. I think, that, honestly, more than anything else, I was like, this is the huge evidence of it. And then eventually they'll, you know, they'll have the more popular ones like Spider-Man and, and God of War, I, I would imagine. And then, but they're really, their push is that streaming service, that PlayStation now, which kind of sucks, right? People have these huge libraries. Personally speaking, because I have a lot of, um, because I do a lot of trade-ins and stuff, would it affect me much less than it would affect someone like you who does a lot of digital purchases? It would yeah. still affect me. I have over a hundred games on my digital library, right? I want to be able to access those, whether I've paid for them, whether they've been available you know, for free for PlayStation Plus. I want to be able to access them whenever I want, right? Even as someone who doesn't who doesn't have as big of a dog in this race, I want to be able to access those, right? So that sucks. I don't like the idea that they're, that by doing this, eventually, you know, to me, it's very obvious that they're going to end up pushing PlayStation now, which I don't like. Give us the option. If I like your service, I will get your service. I'm already playing, paying for PlayStation Plus. I don't want to pay for that. And if I do want to pay for it, then I will pay for it. But don't push us that way and, and be doing it slowly like a drip feed, right? Those drip feeds, they never work, especially when your competitor is. We're going to let you play them all right away. And that makes a big difference because people who have big libraries and want to play the older ones, they're able to do so. Why not? right yeah. it's not difficult to do yeah. like i imagine it's not difficult because you, you you know you have some games available right dude gino i'm telling you man this is a huge misstep on it, their side of things yeah it's so strange especially because considering like backwards compatibility backwards compatibility was a fairly early announcement and we kind of had been you know it was kind of speculated that they were both going to let you do it throughout you know, that was kind of the, the dominant rumor. Yeah. And so why you knew how happy people were. Yeah. That was something people were ecstatic about. So, there was no way you could deliver it otherwise and have people, you know, change it even a little bit. Be like only half. No, not good enough. People want them all. And so here's the thing, right? And, and we talked about this before is remember we talked about, oh, next gen. I think people are going to go with what they already have because of their investment in their library mm -hmm. and trophies being a minimal thing, like not even a big thing. But if you can't even carry over, if, if your driving purpose to stick with the same platform is, hey, well, I got a couple hundred games on, on my account. I want to be able to play them. I don't want to lose them, whatever, right? That's not even an issue. Like th th that's not a solution. Like you can't, you can't, you can't. Like, you can't take all your games from the PS4 and play them on the PS5 day one. We don't even know that they're ever going to finish the 4,000. We don't know. Like you said, drip feed no. never, never gets done. No. Never gets done. Even in history, when the PlayStation was doing these classics, man, the PS1 classics, they didn't even do that many. 
back onto PS3. So my point being is that this drip feed thing, like you said, is pointless and not like we've invested so much into these consoles, bringing it to the PS5. We should be allowed to do that. Now, I sound like I'm ranting. I understand. But it's within reason because we should like I've I've spent so much money on a marketplace on PS4 with the expectation that I'm going to be able to bring it to the PS5. So now I have games that I can't trade in. I can't do anything with. And they're locked on a platform. And then the common argument I get, which I've gotten already, is that, oh, we'll just leave your PS4 hooked up. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Their competitor is doing it. You guys have to understand, this is a competitive space. If you're not doing what your competitor is doing, or at least not doing it better, which you should be trying to strive to do it better than your competitor, you're failing in my eyes. I think this is... yeah. huge fail huge fail on that regard and this is coming from some guys you have to understand gino and i we don't have a horse in this race we are not fanboys we play games that we enjoy i play primarily on the playstation so does he this is disappointing for me very we had xboxes before having playstations That's just so people thing. know yeah we, we bought had xbox xboxes ones. before day one we were xbox we bought yeah. xbox ones we were on the 360 majority of the time guys yeah. and then we switched do you see how quick we switched to the ps4 because we saw this is the superior platform, not on graphics level. We're not even talking about graphics. We're talking about for the purpose of games, for the purpose of just being more consumer friendly. And things have switched so much since then. It's crazy. It's just odd. It's just so odd. It's especially like to, uh, not only from the rumor, I wanted to add also, uh, for, you know, from the rumor of both having it, but aside from that, well, your competitor said, hey, we have it. So why not just say you have it too and figure it out after or be like, we're going to have, you know what I mean? We're going to have almost all of them or, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. If you know, if we've got to delay this console for like a month to figure it out. Right. I can't imagine it's that hard. I just can't. Man, right. If Microsoft like, your competitors do it. doing it. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Your competitors doing it. Obviously it's a huge point for consumers. Do it. Just do it. You know, you know, that's what people want, especially because launch lineups suck for the most part. Yeah, they yeah. do. So people will be more encouraged to trade in their old consoles for new ones or just get rid of them. However, to get the new one, because they'll be like, all my games are there. Right. <laughs> they don't they're going to feel an attachment to that. Yeah. If you're not having everything, then why should I feel attached to those games? Especially if I'm not going to play them again. Like there's stuff on there. I'm not going to play again for sure like on the place from PlayStation plus if they're only look on there and there's nothing I want to play. Well, I look at that as an out for me to go get another console. So okay. I'm like the ones I want to play aren't even on here, but we both have backlogs. How many people have backlogs? Agreed to say to somebody, Hey, finish your games on a PS4, or leave your PS4 hooked up, whatever. No. How about you want to sell me your new platform? Allow me to play those games on your new platform. And that exactly. way I'm playing with my black backlog. I'm playing your new games and I don't feel like I'm losing out on anything. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. I'm actually so disappointed in that regard. Uh, The other thing is, too, this is one of the biggest years for PlayStation. Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake. These three games are huge and they're coming out in the same year that the PS5 is launching. You think people don't want to play those games on the next generation platform? I understand that these are probably going to be games that are quickly made available on the PS5. And I think games that are new that are coming out are going to quickly be made available on the PS5 mm-hmm. for, you know, backwards compatibility. 
but man, it just makes me question like how much more are we going to go through with this company? I feel like they've really dropped the ball to when they were consumer friendly, man. Day one, what happened? I yeah. feel like they've dropped the ball completely in that regard. Yeah. And they yeah. did come out with an article trying to, you know, clean up the mess that they made saying, oh, no, no, we plan to make the 4,000 games available as soon as possible. Okay, we'll see. I hope so. Yeah, but again, that's a, they never said right away. They, you know what I mean? Eventually. They didn't give a so that means They didn't. So that's going to be throughout the seven to eight years of however long the console generation. They'll, they'll, they'll drip feed it 100%. They never said outright, we're going to have it all available by day 365. You know what I mean? It's just whenever we get to it, we get to it. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And I think, you know, there are two different uh, narratives going on here. The thing that you said, which is they're pushing PlayStation now. The other thing people are speculating, I don't, I'm not saying this is what it is to make it clear. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this is what's being speculated is that they're, they're going to want to sell remasters or, or definitive editions. So like, for example, Last of Us 2, definitive edition. Sure. Whereas Microsoft's going the route of smart delivery. Very different, very, very different paths. And one is super consumer friendly and one just isn't. So I don't know for a fact. This is speculation, obviously, from what no, I've noticed in the community. This is not me saying it. This is the community saying that they believe that this is either PlayStation Now or having to do with selling definitive editions, remasters. I mean, I mean, it does make sense. It isn't. It is a very, it like it's a very prevalent opinion. I think that there is some validity to that. Where you know, where I think people can think that, and I think that they think that too, right? So. I mean, obviously it's wait and see, but this has to, you know, this has to, to do something for Sony and be like, Hey man, maybe we, we, and it's okay to me. There's no problems if you make a mistake, but just correct them. Hey, you know what? We were off on this. Yeah. We're going to try and get this as soon as possible. We're promised you guys within three years, we're going to have everything. I think a lot of people would be happy with that. I think it's hard to believe that Sony who's coming up with all this revolutionary technology, right? Blu-ray. We got yes. this new SSD that's revolution two times the speed of what Xbox has. You're telling me you can't figure out how to emulate PlayStation One to Three, and no, you're telling me that you can't make PS4 games, which is on the same architecture, available and working on the PS5. Yeah, I don't buy it. And 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 so, just I guess my whole parting thing on this whole thing is things like this, especially this backwards compatibility, especially things like this has really made me hesitant and I don't think I'm going to be a day one purchaser of this console. Uh, Either of them. Yeah. To I, be honest. Like I really, uh, I, I think we had spoken, I can't remember if it was on the podcast, but I was going to wait until about five to 10 games were going to come out. And then we had a discussion about, Hey, what if there's a great trade in deal? I don't think it's going to do it for me because if there's still games that are coming out on the PS4 that I want to play and the chances that they're not available to play on the PS5, what am I? What are we doing? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, it I'm gonna wait for a price drop. And I, I completely agree with you. I don't blame you for feeling that way. I think a lot of people are gonna feel that way. And I just, I think I'm sick and tired of Sony's stipulations with their things. You know, let's let's not even go too too far off track. Let's just talk about the recent uh, ability to change your gamer tag. Comes with the stipulation that you may not be able to play certain content that you've purchased in the past. It comes with the stipulation that you may not be able to even play an online game anymore. It comes with all these stupid stipulations. Why don't you guys figure out how hard can it be to figure out, like, it took them years to, to allow us to change our gamer tags. Years. It was the oddest thing. It was the oddest thing. 
I just I I think I'm just tired of the constant like shortcomings while their their games are great their developers are great but why do you drop the ball in all these different places where it's just quality of life consumer things pro consumer things that you guys just just unable to deliver on it's so weird to me mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah. let's move on i i don't have yeah, anything else to say about we yeah no um let's talk about some of the stuff on the xbox side of things that were revealed cool so xbox load times there was side-by-side -side comparisons ridiculously different <laughs> yeah. like unreal how different that is um and you know i was thinking about something today i was talking with a friend and um this actually applies to xbox and playstation gino these games that are backwards compatible or if a game launches on both sides right on the mm -hmm. older generation the newer generation the ones with the ssds the ones with the normal hard drives sure. okay and it's cross platform right sure a game we'll use call of duty as an example a game like okay. call of duty you go in a lobby you start up load screens are so short on those consoles the next gen consoles what happens do you do you wait for the the older generation to load up first before the game starts or does the game start as soon as everybody's in there and you get that short countdown i think they just cap it as whoever has the longest load time so they so, even it out for so you're more. getting penalized then it doesn't matter that your console can load it fast you, yeah. you gotta wait uh, I, I, but there's what else are you gonna do there's nothing else you, can you guys do. are just running around the guys just you know hanging out in the lobby still do you know what i mean there's no there's no right answer i think they would have to cap it off that's i think they I would thinking. have to have their own and that's a really good i never even thought of that but i think they would have to have their own uh separate you know kind of i don't even know how you would say it but like the loading time would have to be set so that let's say if the xbox series x can do it in like 15 seconds and then one can do it in a minute they would set it to a minute for everyone i think that's the only way you can do it honestly you would have i don't no i can't think of any other way yeah what are you what else are you gonna do that is so weird man this is next yeah. gen is gonna be so weird man when it yeah. comes to like back compatibility and and just cross play and all this stuff it's gonna be really odd and i was actually thinking about that is like how many how much do you want to bet that not only graphics comparisons with the new consoles load times are going to be a, a huge video and a point of discussion as well yeah so uh on the safe state side of things where the microsoft talked about how you can uh pause your game move to another game pause that game move to another game pause that game come back to the last game this they've confirmed that you can do it with three xbox series x titles at a time and you can turn off your console you can turn it back on and it's still available to you in those safe states so somebody like gino who didn't use this feature because he doesn't have standby mode activated this would now be beneficial to him he could yes. be in the middle of second period uh in nhl 26 <laughs> right and then afterwards he could move on to uh assassin's creed in the middle of a mission yeah. right like so he'd actually be able to take advantage of this to me this is a great feature i'm excited for it and i think the playstation 5 will be offering something like this as well I thought it was really cool. I kind of needed to see it in action. And then seeing it was actually really, really cool. I didn't think I would really be that excited. I didn't think I would care. And then I saw it and I was like, that's actually pretty cool. So that is actually yeah. something that I would definitely utilize going forward. Absolutely. Now let's wrap yeah. this up. Let's wrap up all this topic about the Xbox and the, and the PlayStation. So, Gino, how do you feel after everything that's been revealed on both sides of things? Do you feel like you tell me how tell the audience how you feel? About okay, it. so more than anything else, I think I, you know, just 
to kind of re-mention it. Um, I've come to the understanding that with power and everything, we're going to get iterations. And with the iterations, a lot of the power talk within the first two years is valid. But by the end of the console generation, a lot of the times, not so much. Because, again, we have iterations, and I like to get the Pro model when possible. With the PS5, because that's kind of the console I was leaning on because I like the exclusives like Spider-Man and stuff like that. Like I like those action adventure uh, games a lot. I am not going to be a day one purchaser. And I had kind of had this internal debate with, hey, maybe I'm going to trade in my PS4 and then, you know, fork over a little bit of cash and and then jump on it. I don't think I'll be doing that. I, I really doubt I'll be doing that. Maybe the hype will get to me. Maybe I'll be in a position where I am able to do that. And maybe the games that I do want to play on it will all be available, right? You you don't know, right? We're not going to know until it's closer. Maybe I'm just going to bite that itch and I'm going to do it. But I really doubt it because I just, I just, I think, especially when consoles first launched, there's always like a little bit of issues. I never bought a console launch until I bought the Switch and I got the left Joy-Con that, and I know that's still an issue still to this day, but I just, I'm kind of hesitant on it now. And especially kind of reading all this stuff. And and I kind of would like a bit of a price drop and then like a Black Friday purchase to get, a, you know, another controller, things like that. I kind of want to do that. And I'm, I kind of wanted to do that before. And like that hasn't, you know, after all of this, I'm kind of re-leaning, re-leaning back towards doing that. How about you? Um, I'm on the same boat as you. Uh, I am, and I, and I really want to make this clear. Uh, the PlayStation 5, is, I'm impressed with the specs. I'm happy with it all. I'm happy mm-hmm. with the console as 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 it stands. And I think the Xbox Series X is very impressive too. I think both are great in their own right. Um, I think I'm with you on this. And I originally was going to get it day one if it was completely backwards compatible. But with that out of the question now, I don't know that I'm going to be going day one. I think unless, like you said, the hype gets to me and I'm just like, oh, fuck this. I need to go buy the PlayStation 5, yeah. you know? Um, I probably which is a very valid here. thing, right? A lot of people fall. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was no, gonna say that's a very all. valid. Uh, that's a very valid thing that people don't consider. That hype will bite you in the ass, right? Yeah, it it just does. It did it for me for the Switch. I had no intentions of getting it yeah. until literally eleven o'clock the night before. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> you it, know what I mean. It, it didn't help that it, Zelda it, Breath of the Wild it, came yeah. out too, right? It was yeah. a really good game. Um, but no, honestly, uh, I, I think I'm going to wait one year. I'm going to give it one year to the day. I'm going to try and see what happens. I want to sit behind the lines and on the sidelines and see what comes of this console generation Yes. and just what happens between Sony and Xbox. End of the day, I will own a PlayStation. That's a guarantee. I will own a PlayStation. I love the games there. I, I love the JRPGs. That's something I'm going to own, but... It's just a matter of when and what happens first with which one I purchase. Regardless, mm-hmm. I am excited for next gen, um, but I, I am bummed out about this whole PS5 reveal. I think, you know, the funny thing for me is, is not that it was boring. It's not any, it was the, that backwards compatibility thing really upset me because, yeah, you know, fair. I'm so invested in, in on, on the PlayStation with all these digital pur- purchases and stuff. But anyway, I digress. That wraps up our talks about the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. And you can better believe that we're probably going to talk a lot more about this down the road as more details emerge. But we have one more topic to discuss before we close out this show. 
Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is happening, guys. And uh, this is pretty exciting. I, I think, um, it, sorry, seemingly confirmed, I should say. Allegedly. It's not a guarantee yet. And uh, I know Gino and I are on the same page with this. Modern Warfare 2 was one of the best games that we played on the uh, PS3 360 generation. It was fun. It was just, man, it was the pinnacle of Call of Duty for me. And it just, it's just the social aspect of it, everything. It was amazing. I would more than gladly buy a copy if it has multiplayer. What about you? Which it doesn't seem to have, <laughs> which is the issue. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, case, it's just I don't the want campaign. It. I don't want it yes. if it doesn't. And, and I'm in the exact same boat. And I will tell you of all the Call of Duties, everyone says Call of Duty 4 has the best campaign. And I respectfully will tell all those people you are damn wrong. It does not. <laughs> it's Modern Warfare 2 has the best campaign yeah. out of all of them. The drama in Modern Warfare 2. Yo, the best one, the best campaign out of all of them. I know you Modern Warfare 1 campaign lovers, but I'm sorry, but you're wrong. It's, it's a great campaign, but I prefer yeah. Modern Warfare 2. But... That being said, I'm not going to buy it if there's no multiplayer. What are we doing? I know, right? Who, <laughs> what are we doing? It's like five hours long, too. That's the worst yeah, part about exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And like, how expensive is it going to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to pay near full price for something that's going to miss half of, not going to have the core part of the game that I'm going to play after five hours. Yeah, pretty much. It's a five-hour game. So just, I don't really, yeah. No, it's not worth it. It's a huge miss. Maybe it's a confirmed... It's like, strange. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's a confirmed DLC for Modern Warfare, the, the game. And it's just, yeah. like, a, a small, you know, DLC. That's true. That, yeah. It's five hours long, man. Yeah. That, I mean, that would be a really good idea. If they were... You know what would be great? If they brought all three Call of Duty Modern Warfares and did all the maps as, like, you know, like a Halo Master Chief collection. That would be fantastic. I don't know how they would do it with all the guns. They would just throw them all in there or something. All the perks and everything. Boy, Shout out Juggernaut. That would be such <laughs> a freaking mess, man. I can't even imagine. It would, yeah. be, it would be a nightmare, man. I don't know yeah. if that would be a good thing, to be honest. <laughs> Especially 3 was so bad. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. I think it's a mess. I don't know, just something, right? But just without, with, in all seriousness, without a multiplayer, it's an odd choice. And I think it will bite them in the behind yeah. doing so. For sure, man. For sure. And and that that wraps up our episode for the week, guys. <laughs> That's it. I mean, we talked a lot. We got passionate. We, you know, and, uh, you know, for sure, guys, we know that we're all going to have differ differentiating uh, opinions on the whole matter. Let us know in the comments, you know. <laughs> Last episode, I had someone say that they loved my rant and <laughs> that it was great. So expect more rants, guys. Today kind of had, yeah. had a rant in, it in itself. But what are you playing as of as of last week, man? Okay. So, you know, I had we had a discussion prior to last week where I was like, I think I'm close to finishing Star Wars. Turns out I was only an hour away from finishing <laughs> Star Wars. So. so you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. It, it, it was... So the game... You asked me when I finished to give you a rating. Yeah. And so prior to the ending, I was like, this is an eight for me, right? I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I like Star Wars, right? But the ending was fantastic. I was I was baffled. It was awesome. It was an awesome wow. ending. So I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. I thought it was a great game. A lot of fan service, a lot of stuff that EA, frankly, could have hid behind, you know, especially with the lightsaber, with the amount of customization in that and, and stuff. And that goes a long way. There was a lot of it. I thought a lot more than they needed to do, to be frank. Um, 
And like I said, that goes a long way. I don't know how else to say it. It was a fun campaign. It felt fleshed out. There wasn't really any like side con, like side stories per se, like like side quests rather. That's the word I'm trying to look for. There wasn't really anything like that. There were some collectibles and stuff, but the game itself was was good. It was a little bit. It wasn't a hard game, but it was tougher when I first started than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then I got used to it, and then you do ha- have to figure it out, and you get better at it. Especially, like, it was kind of Dark Souls-y, but, like, an easier version. But it's a great introduction to those kinds of games. Yeah. But, that being said, I beat another game oh. through the course of the week. I beat Sonic Forces. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so strange. What made you play that? I just, man, I don't know. I got the Sonic bug because I thought it was going to be, like, Sonic Adventures 2 on GameCube. And I can say after beating it, it was not. It was was not a great... It was... It was okay. It's like a five and a half to a six out of ten. And a very soft six at that. That's Um, a good good rating for a Sonic game, man. To be honest, I've never played a Sonic game since the original. I expected... I think I might have set my expectations a little too high because Sonic Adventures 2 was a game I really liked and I really enjoyed as a kid. Uh... More than anything else, yeah. So there's some some portions. It looks really nice graphically. It's really like colorful and it's fun and the music is great. The biggest thing, the story was kind of like it was okay. It wasn't anything special. It was very like kid. You know, it was for kids, and I and I think they marketed themselves. The game itself was very much in that respect. What I didn't like was some of the missions were very fast and fluid, and those were great. But then all of a sudden it would just stop, and then you'd have to like run, and it was very slow. So it didn't really do that platforming it could have been better in that respect yeah uh, in my opinion so that was kind of and, I, and it was fairly easy right and i don't know it was okay i guess like i wouldn't play it again like Fair ever enough. do you know what i mean and so but sonic adventures 2 was such a good game that i thought it was going to be kind of like that and it wasn't and in this one the, the biggest difference is that you create your own like sonic character Right, which a lot of people, from my understanding, didn't like that. But if you really didn't like that, but you still want to try this game, you don't really use them that much. You yeah. still end up using Sonic like more. So yeah. it was like kind of strange. Like, why would they even include that as a feature? Do you know what I mean? That seems if you strange. weren't going to use them that that much, so I don't know. It was okay. Um, about well, beyond that, now I'm playing Beyond Two Souls, okay. um, the David Cage game. Same creators, uh, Detroit Become Human. I don't know how far in that I am, but I have put some good amount of time, and I have gotten Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Oh, so I we're gonna about to hear about today. that soon. Yes. Have I started it? No. It's downloading as we speak. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Whoa! So, you bought a digital. Yeah. Well, you know what? So now it's funny, and we'll get into this because of COVID nineteen. All the stores were closed. We went to the mall yesterday was it was weird it was so weird and all and but eb games was open but i was just like i'm not gonna buy it from here it was so strange right i don't know if you heard but in the states gamestop is saying we're gonna remain open because we're an essential service i saw that yeah i saw yeah. that that's so, hilarious there's that but or yeah i decided to, to buy it digitally <laughs> yeah i someone in the comments was so funny it was like they can't you know they don't want to close because they're afraid they're never gonna open again <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and so, yeah, this is a type of game I think that you kind of, you know, digital actually works because something you got to play a little bit every day, right? Yeah. So I, I made the choice to buy this one digital. And the one benefit in buying games on the Switch digital, you get a little bit of those gold coins, you get more, 
you get yeah. like i think two yeah. to three times more so instead of getting like a dollar's worth you get four or five dollars worth so that you can use it for something else so yeah yeah i'm gonna play that and i'll let you know by next week how i think what are you playing uh i just finished a days gone yesterday let's go so eight out of ten and mm -hmm. my issues with the game actually have nothing to do with i love the characters they're super charming uh the story is great um the ending is amazing because there's no cliffhanger it's just it's such a cool. well wrapped story and experience my issues are all with glitches um stupid things like you try to be stealthy you're hiding behind a truck and the enemies just start shooting you out of nowhere and you're like i don't get it i'm literally mm -hmm. behind this huge truck but i think maybe like a body part kind of goes into the truck and they can it detects you or something oh, i don't i don't know or a lot of times you're trying to sneak up on a zombie and all of a sudden it, you're you alerted it's so weird man it's mm -hmm. so weird the mechanics are not like super well fleshed out uh sometimes checkpoints wouldn't load and so i'd have to restart the checkpoint like you know you know in a, in a mission when you would arrive at the place and just nothing would happen yeah that happened to me oh, three boy. times uh game froze on me twice where i have to close it and reopen it um just in these kind of things just really pull you out of the game and yeah. having to redo an entire mission because of a freezing like it freezes at at a screen where it's supposed to load a scene man that sucks you know what i mean so that's the reason i would give it an eight out of ten it has nothing to do with how great the story is like these are all amazing it's an amazing game you need to play it that's what I yeah, think. Yeah, I want, I want to play it. Yeah, I will eventually. You know what I loved about it the most was you never felt overpowered. You never felt cool. overpowered. You would come across a horde and you were overwhelmed every single time, no matter what. It took me four or five tries, six tries to like take down these hordes. I heard the hordes are the coolest parts of the game. Did you agree with that? Man, it is insane because it just reminded <laughs> remind me of The Walking Dead, you know? Like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. running, they see you, they all start like climbing on top of each other and coming after you and you're running and you look behind yourself. You just see like hundreds and hundreds of these guys coming at you. That's it's cool. so cool, dude. Like yeah. it is amazing. It's the best zombie game I've ever played. Yeah, no, I'll definitely, uh, down. I'll, def I'll definitely try it for sure. I know people might get upset because of Resident Evil, but I really enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it more than Resident Evil. More I than think the that's last fair, yeah. uh, And those are great games, obviously. But man, Telltale was, Walking Dead, which is like, uh, not even really. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, other than that, I'm not starting any new games because I'm not trying to get caught up, caught sure. with my pants down on Final Fantasy VII yeah, Remake comes enough. out, bro. So I'm just, I'm just playing like casual games. I'm playing a little bit of Call of Duty with some friends I was today. I'm just going to chill out, not going to start any games, and and just going to wait for Final Fantasy VII Remake, man. That's my plans. That's a good plan. That is a damn good plan. For sure, man. Now, I, I got a question about uh, Final Fantasy. So after this one comes out, are you ever going to go back to playing the PS1 version again? I think it's a classic. I would have to. Yeah. I would have to. That's fair. I think I think maybe not as frequently because sure. like that was fair a enough. yearly game for me. But anyway yeah it's pretty exciting um that is it guys that's the episode episode 11 probably our longest episode yet um, yeah you know we got a little bit of spiciness in there you know a rant from <laughs> me you got some passion from us we got some good conversations going and and honestly we had a good time talking about it. at least i did and uh yeah yeah so gina why don't you give them your socials before we go so on twitter it's gal gino and on instagram it's reverse gino gal g-i-n-o-g-h-a-l follow me on there 
and uh we'll chat um stay safe i don't know what about you (laughs) (laughs) all right guys you can find me on twitter at underscore nine n-i-x-n-e and you can find me on youtube.com slash nine n-i-x-n-e um i have recently released a like a, almost 12 minute video on my final fantasy 7 remake preview put a lot of passion it was wonderful work into it i'm glad gino likes it uh it seems to be having a pretty good reception um please guys go check it out worked really hard on that um and uh yeah that's it and then probably just gonna upload some more content you know here and there on that channel but yeah We'll see you guys on the next episode of Nine and Heal Games Podcast with some more spiciness, of course. I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Take care. See ya!